It's 17 December. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Hate speech. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, I got some news from Israel here, from Breitbart. Hamas tranquilized, I don't know if you heard this, but they tranquilized freed hostages to make them seem happy. A health ministry representative tells the Knesset Health Committee that the hostages freed from Hamas captivity were given tranquilizer pills before being handed over to the Red Cross to transfer to Israel. Now, this is something that the Germans would have done, the Nazis, okay? This is the kind of thing that, uh, I'm sure that this is a war crime, but Anyway, the drugging would have aimed to make the hostages appear calm, happy, and upbeat after suffering physical abuse, deprivation, and psychological terror for more than 50 days in Gaza. Dr. Hagar Mizrahi, head of the health ministry's medical division, specifically names the drug clonazepam, known as Clonex in Israel and sold under the brand names Clonapin and Rivotril. Elsewhere, the drug is used to prevent and treat anxiety disorders, seizures, bipolar mania, agitation associated with psychosis, and obsessive-compulsive disorder. Families of hostages speaking earlier to the committee were the first to raise the issue. Times of Israel. Gazans say IDF dropped. I love what they did. This is just, you know what, and maybe it's not true. I haven't seen any other articles on this, but I thought this was cool. If it's true, uh, the IDF dropped leaflets with Quran verse about the flood carrying away. So they're over there dropping these things, citing the Quran about what's going on. Uh, residents of Khan Yunis, the largest city in the southern Gaza area and the latest focus of Israel's military ground offensive, say the army has showered the area with leaflets quoting a verse in the Quran. Palestinians deciding whether to flee Khan Yunus as Israel tanks drew closer say they view the quoted verse. The flood overtook them as they were wrongdoers as an ominous portent. Yeah, let's get out of here. The Israeli military does not immediately respond to a request for comment, which probably means they did it. Otherwise, I think they just flat out deny it. But journalist Amar Tabs in Khan Yunus said he saw Israeli planes drop thousands of flyers. Uh, Tobbs said residents are convinced the reference to the epic flood of Noah in the Quran and the Bible, meaning that something much worse is coming. Some are linking it to Hamas's name for its October 7th onslaught against Israel, Al-Aqsa Deluge, or flood. Others point to the recent reports that the IDF is flooding Hamas's subterranean tunnel network with seawater to force out the terrorists. From the Western Journal. IDF releases footage showing how Hamas hid a terrorist hub amid schools and civilian homes. Now, this has been going on since the beginning, but I'm reading it just so you remember when you are talking to people that are defending their nonsense, I'm talking about Hamas, that every single thing that they do, everything is a war crime. This is a war crime. Hospitals, schools, those are places you cannot set up these type of things, and they did it, and the world isn't saying anything. So I'm reading this to remind you. In the video, an Israeli officer identified as commander of the 932nd Battalion calls the ruined neighborhood an area full of seemingly innocent places like schools and kindergartens, educational institutions. In reality, this area is a terrorist stronghold, an area with swing sets and carousels. That on paper seems simple and innocent, but in practice, shooting is carried out from here. 
This entire area constitutes one network belonging to the enemy. They operate using their underground tunnel network in the direction of the kindergartens and schools. Weapons were everywhere inside one kindergarten. There was an operational situation room inside the principal's office in which they oversaw combat and operated their entire system. Many weapons were found right here in this place. The next stops on the tour of terror were a basement under a civilian's house where weapons were made and a school where the IDF found weapons and which had to be cleared of terrorists shooting at the IDF forces. This is all over. Everywhere they're doing this, it's always outside a mosque. It's outside a hospital, whatever. So uh, just keep reminding people that what you're reading or hearing on the MSM is probably not the whole story. From the Times of Israel, Columbia University students hold canceled teach-in to publicize and praise Hamas's 7th, October 7th atrocities. Breitbart, Oakland teachers hold anti-Semitic teach-in on Gaza for pre-K through 12 against the Zionist bullies, which is against the law out there, but they're doing it anyway. From the Times of Israel, Greta Thunberg doubles down on anti-Israel stance, accuses it of genocide in Gaza. She is an idiot. But the reason why I'm reading these things is because I want you to know that the you know who is right in every other issue and who is wrong in every other issue. Do you think that they're going to be right in this one issue? Absolutely not. I'm just telling you so that you know that the idiots are on this side of this issue as well. Okay? That means you should be on the other side of this issue, which I think everybody here probably is. But just in case you're not, there's a war going on and there's good and evil. Now, I'm not saying that Israel is right in everything. I haven't said that and I never will say that until Jesus returns. But they are a democrat society democratic whatever and uh, they uh, uh, are doing their best as any normal functioning society would they make mistakes they do things wrong they're not right with the lord etc etc go look at washington dc however okay times of israel 260,000 firearm permits sought since october 7th after ben givers pushed to arm civilians they are loading up in israel they finally are waking up Okay, yeah, you know, most of these people that go there are liberal Jews from somewhere else. And they go and they think, this is kumbaya. We're going to live with these people. I mean, these peace activists were taken hostage. And now they realize we were wrong. Right? You just have to wake people on the left up. You just have to, you know, I don't, sometimes you have to grab them and whatever. But <laughs> something is required to wake people up. And this was one of those things. Okay, we got some news from Christianity. Entertainment. Anybody ever heard of Daddy Yankee, King of Reggaeton? (laughs) Okay. I'd never heard of him either. He's retiring to devote his life to Jesus. It's a new beginning. Never heard of him, but apparently he is a very big name. He's giving it all up. Daddy Yankee, often credited with helping to popularize Latin pop in the States with the 2017 song Despachito is giving up his music career to serve the Lord. In a video posted to Instagram, the 46-year-old rapper and singer announced his retirement and hinted at his new life following Jesus Christ. Tonight I recognize, and I am not ashamed, to tell the whole world that Jesus lives in me and that I will live for him. Daddy Yankee said at the last concert of his farewell tour held in his native Puerto Rico over the weekend, The gasoline singer, who will now go by his birth name, Ramon Ayala, said he has been feeling empty and trying to fill a void in his life for a long time. 
which led him to religion. Released in 2017, Despacito spent 16 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and was certified 13 times platinum, becoming the first Latin song to receive a diamond certification from the RIAA. He had millions, cars, everything that you could think you wanted, and he had a hole in his life, now filled by Jesus. I'd never even heard of the guy, but I'm very happy that he's willing to do this. Now, next time we're in the projects, remind me, we need to bring this guy up to help boost the strength of a couple Puerto Rican believers down there. It will help them. Uh, Okay, Western Journal. Poll finds nearly a quarter of Gen Z would ban Bible for hate speech. This is the UK. A quarter of the kids in the UK think that the Bible should be banned because of hate speech. Nearly 25% of young people in the UK believe the Bible should be banned if it is found to contain hate speech. That's according to a poll of 2,088 British adults, which asked those surveyed the following. Unless the offending parts can be edited out, books containing what some perceive as hate speech should be banned from the general sale, including, if necessary, religious texts such as the Bible. 23% of Gen Z respondents 18 to 34 years old agreed, as did 17% of those aged 35 to 54, and 13% of those over 55. So even over 55, 13% hold this stupid view. British young... They what? They interviewed him as they came out of the bar. Yeah, as they came out of the bar. That's right. (laughs) British young people's view of the Bible is causing some alarm regarding the future of religious freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom UK said we may no longer be a majority Christian population here in Britain. That's even more reason to protect freedom of speech and belief for all. We're now being fed the nonsense that words that hurt someone's feelings amount to violence. That's what the left has been pushing for the past years up in the White House. Or worse, the lack of words can also amount to violence. As in the slogan from 2020 BLM riots, silence is violence. Since the Bible is clear about what we now term LGBT issues, and that hurts some people's feelings, the only logical next step is to ban the Bible and crack down on those who read and cherish it. Based on the UK survey, can that kind of censorship be far behind? There's already a brush with it in Finland, where two Christians, I brought them up again and again, a lawmaker and a Lutheran bishop, recently dodged criminal conviction for quoting the Bible. But that can still go up higher, and they may end up in jail. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Times of Israel, a German state mandates the recognition of Israel in citizenship application. Recognizing Israel's right to exist is now mandatory for those who want to become German citizens in the former East German state of Saxony-Anhalt. Imagine that, East Germany. The Interior Minister, a member of the center-right Christian Democrat Union Party, said that the rule went into effect at the end of November. The new law is fueled by concerns over anti-Semitism, which has spiked across Germany and the rest of Western Europe following the Hamas attacks on Israel. In its decree, reportedly shared internally at the end of November, Saxony-Anhalt also requires naturalization agents to be on the lookout for anti-Semitic and anti-democratic attitudes among applicants. The state regulation comes as the German parliament is about to pick up debate again on a new law originally intended to speed up and ease the process of naturalization. 
The law might even have allowed new citizens to hold on to their original passports. But that debate was put off in November with some politicians arguing that a rise in domestic anti-Semitism after October 7th did not allow for relaxed citizenship laws. Debate is due to resume this month. It is not yet clear whether a national law will also require a signed statement of acceptance of Israel. Such a statement was reportedly proposed after October 7th, but critics have argued that it would target people of Arabic or Muslim background, and they might get blown up then, and that it would be safer bet legally to focus on the anti-Semitism litmus test. Uh, before I go on, I'd like to uh, warn people that if you ever take up preaching and uh, you want to uh, sit in the pulpit and, you know, do a prophecy report and a sermon for a church, never, ever drink an eggnog chai latte before you do. I've just been absolutely dying here. This is the second week. He, I, I thought, well, okay, I'll try it one more time, Ron. He's like, let's go get one of these. I am so hot right now. I'm literally... <laughs> I, I'm sweating from head to toe. I took off my bandana and my head, my head was just streaming with water. So let me tell you, never do it. Okay, that ends this announcement. Okay, so from the Times of Israel, six French teens convicted over role in beheading of teacher by Islamic extremist. A French juvenile court convicted six teenagers for their roles in the 2020 beheading of a teacher by Islamic extremists. Um, I uh, mentioned that back in 2020, an attack that shocked the country and shone light on the real-world dangers of online hate speech. Here it is. This is they, they were convicted, okay, for beheading somebody. Here you go. One was given a six-month prison term, but allowed to serve under house arrest with an electronic bracelet. The others were given special suspended sentences of between two and three years, requiring them to stay in school or jobs. The sentences included special educative follow-up measures that also involved their families. A man lost his head, and that's all they got. Wow. Where was that? France. France. From Fox. Or you can go out to California and they'll do the same thing. Okay. Fox. French minister warns country durably under threat from Islamist terrorism after Paris stabbing suspect Idid. After a prosecutor identified the French 26-year-old born to Iranian parents accused of fatally stabbing a German tourist and injuring two others steps away from the Eiffel Tower in Paris, France's top anti-terrorism prosecutor, Jean-Francois Ricard, said suspect Armand, I can't pronounce his name, uh, we'll just call him Mignadoub, okay, uh, Armand Mignadoub, a French national recorded a video speaking in Arabic before the attack in which he swore allegiance to the ISIS group. He used a name to introduce himself that referred to the ISIS in Afghanistan and expressed support for Islamist extremists and jihadists operating in various areas around the world, including Africa, Iraq, Syria, Egypt, Sinai, Yemen, Iran, and Pakistan. Richard said Minyadub, the three others, including family members and associates, were taken into police custody for questions after the attack. Minyadub could face a preliminary charge of murder in connection with a terrorist enterprise, Ricard said. So they're worried about extremism and Islamist terrorism in France, finally. After how many years of us reporting on these things, and all of a sudden it might be a problem. 
New York Post. Hamas carried how-to-cheat sheets for October 7th attack and maps of military base that suggest help from spies. They let these people come over the border to work, and instead they're spying on Israel and giving the information to Hamas. Times of Israel. IDF says Hamas firing rockets from Gaza safe zones as civilians scramble for shelter. Once again, every rocket that leaves Gaza is not targeted. It just goes and it lands where it lands. Once again, the rest of the world says Israel does that and it's a war crime. But they do it and there's not a peep about it. Gateway Pundit. Dublin City Council votes to fly Palestinian flag for seven days over the city hall. They're doing what France is trying to undo. Now something interesting from Mongolia. From chess, Mongolia tops FIDE's new gender equality in chess index. Did you know they had a FIDE new gender equality in chess? That's right, they do. If you're a woman or a man, there's a difference and they want to keep the numbers up for women. Well, Mongolia tops those numbers. Denmark ranks the worst. One of these ultra-liberal countries is way down here. Mongolia, way up here. Research commissioned by the World Chess Federation's Women in Chess Commission and published jointly with the University of Queensland ranked 105 of the world's national chess federations to create a new gender equality in chess index. This is something apparently that's important to them. The study used three key indicators, participation, performance, and progress. I'm seeing a little alliteration there, okay, to compare gender equality within the international chess community. Top of the table was Mongolia with the highest GECI score of 86.53. Almost 40% of Mongolia's active players on the September 2023 FIDE rating list are women, Two policies that have driven success. Mongolia Chess Federation maintains a policy of equal prize money for men and women chess players at national level tournaments. Now you know. I had no idea. And the bottom five are all lefty countries, so they're not doing very well. But the thing that gets me on that one, I can see doing this with volleyball. Women have a different frame than men. But this is like saying that women aren't smart enough and so we have to have an equality thing because their brains somehow work differently. And yet, you can become a woman and you can participate in that whatever discipline, whether it's chess or volleyball, and nobody cares. This entire world is insane. And my comment there was not saying that women are different mentally than men. I mean, we are emotionally and stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm talking about intelligence. As a matter of fact, I would go that women are probably more intelligent than men. I don't know why I think that, but it always seems to shock me the things that women can think that men can't. We think differently, maybe. But anyway, I don't see a need for that in chess. But I could be completely wrong. Anybody think that I'm wrong? I don't know. I mean, I just, I'd never thought of it. All the women are saying no. All the guys are saying yes. So. Okay, from Daniel 12 Technology, from Fox. Crazy AI invention keeps unwanted critters from getting inside your home. Yeah, listen to this and I'll give you my solution. <laughs> Pet owners love their furry companions, but also want to keep their homes clean and safe from unwanted visitors. That's why some people install 
cat flaps or doors that allow their cats to go in and out as they please without having to open the main door every time. However, not all cat flaps or doors are created equal. Some of them use RFID tech to detect a microchip implanted in the cat's collar or body and only open for the authorized pet. This way, other animals such as stray cats, raccoons, or squirrels cannot enter the house through the cat flap or door. As long as the cat trying to enter through the corresponding RFID flap or door has the appropriate chip under its skin or attached to a collar, the flap or door simply receives the signal from that chip that is recognized as a pet and will allow the cat to come in with or without prey. Okay, that's great. Cat stays out, cat comes in, depends on if it's yours or not. Okay, that's great. But it doesn't take care of the issue that AI needs to now get involved in. What if your cat decides to bring home a dead mouse or a bird or even a live snake? How can you prevent your cat from turning your living room into a hunting ground? That's where the new generation of smart cat flaps or doors comes in. A smart device called Zero Mouse uses AI technology, yes, to detect whether your cat is trying to enter the house carrying prey. It consists of an RFID pet door or flap that is connected to a camera and a speaker. The camera uses infrared light and night vision tech to take a photo of your cat as it approaches the door or flap night or day. The photo is then analyzed by an AI-based algorithm that determines whether your cat has prey in its mouth. If the cat has prey in its mouth, Zero Mouse emits an RFID signal of an unrecognized cat, so the flapper door will remain closed until the prey is left behind. Owners can choose whether to be notified of these occurrences through the Zero Mouse app, Unlike similar technology, Zero Mouse is a small device that attaches and works with most pre-existing RFID-enabled pet flaps or doors, which saves pet owners the expense and pain of new installation. I have two things to say about that. First, does it work for rats in Congress? Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, if you want to save all the money on this technology, get a dog! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. From Slay, Canada reports 135% spike in deaths from unspecified causes. Yeah, Canadian government has revealed the nation has suffered a staggering 135% spike enlisted as unspecified cases. They don't know why these people are dying. Statistics Canada, a government agency, has published a report revealing that the nation smashed, they didn't just break, they smashed records for deaths in 2022. Aside from soaring numbers of Canadians dying from unspecified causes, the nation recorded a record number of COVID deaths, despite high vaccination uptake and the pandemic being over. A report released by Statistics Canada last week admitted that deaths due to COVID-19 in Canada rose by 36% last year. However, deaths due to other ill-defined and unspecified causes of mortality rose by a shocking 135% from 2020 to 2022. I can't imagine. Okay, from News Target. UK government data reveals young people are dying of cancer at explosive rates following COVID years and vaccine push. Uh, they're not saying there's any connection. They're just 
saying that this is what's going on. Government data from the UK has revealed that teenagers and young people in their 20s to 40s are dying from rapidly metastasizing and terminal cancers at explosive rates, not just bang rates, but explosive rates since COVID-19 began. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter McCulloch, MD, yes. Illinois House bill requires donated blood to be screened for mRNA vaccines. Great. HB 4243 officially puts blood banks on notice of potential donor supply problem. From Fox, 100-day cough, highly contagious infection that could fracture the ribs soars in the UK by 250%. You cough so much, you break your ribs. Health officials are in the UK, and they are warning the public about a concerning rise in whooping cough after cases soared 250% this year. Between July and November, there were 716 reported cases of pertussis, a bacterial infection of the lungs, which is three times higher than the same period in 2022, the UK's independent reported. From Fox, avian flu confirmed in California. 250,000 birds euthanized amid spread concerns. Morality is declining. From Zero Hedge, judge grants Texas woman with abnormal fetus an exception to abortion law. Mail Online, Texas Supreme Court temporarily blocks pregnant mother 31 from emergency abortion at 20 weeks after state AG threatened to charge doctor if procedure was carried out despite fetus having no chance of survival. From the Superior Word News Services, Texas Supreme Court blocks woman from medical emergency exception. Okay, the whole reason why this woman did this was to have this law overthrown. That's the only reason why. Now she has left the state to have an abortion. Okay, she could have done that from the beginning. She could have. When you go to courts, it's not something that you just, okay, I'm going to go to court and tomorrow I'm going to have my abortion. It's something that's planned. It's something that takes time. It's something that if it's a crisis in her life, she can get by just driving right over the border. Okay. The Texas Supreme Court did the right thing. Paxton did the right thing by saying that doctor will be charged. He did the right thing. Okay. They have a law in Texas that says no abortions. That means if you want to have an abortion, it won't happen in Texas. They want to push the buttons and they failed with this. Good. Breitbart. Trans supremacy. 11th place Irish dancing competitor switches to girls event, wins top prize, heads to the world championship. You know, I was thinking when you want to play against a female team, like football, okay, what you do is you go up to the Tampa Bay Bucks and you say, would you like to make a million dollars each this weekend? Oh, yeah. All of you are now women. Go and take on this national team. That's what they just need to do. Just to set the precedent of how stupid this is, how absolutely ridiculous it is. There would be, how many women are on a football team? No, I'm, I'm just saying, if they're, if they're playing football, how many players are on a team? 11. Okay, there's 11. There would be 11 women completely broken and in the hospital. That would be the last of their careers and maybe their lives. This is what's going on in the world. Just go up and say, you guys will each make a million dollars for one weekend if you'll just go to prove a point. We're all girls now. Let's go, guys. Okay. From the Gateway Pundit, Democrat Pennsylvania School Board President sworn on stack of books that include sexually explicit material depicting naked teenage boys. This is her oath. All this pile of books of filth and trash. This is the Democrat Party of the United States of America at its best. Yeah. 
Mail online. Devout Rastafarian. Here it is. You know, if you go to a job and they say these are job requirements and you don't match them, what do you do? You either leave or you change yourself to match the job requirements. Devout Rastafarian sues Georgia police force, claiming he was forced to cut his dreadlocks he'd been wearing for 20 years as a part of the terms of work. So he's a Rastafarian. He goes and joins. They tell him, you have to cut your hair if you're going to do this. Okay. He goes in. He does it. Cuts his hair. Now he's suing him. This is the way of the world that we are living in. Mail online. Portland public school teachers will now take students' gender identity and race into account before disciplining them under new union bargaining agreement. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, yeah. He's white. Full penalty. He's black. Nope, no penalty. Disclose. Canadian military bases mandate. Mandate menstruation kits in men's bathrooms. If you're in the Canadian military, you now have in your bathrooms, if you're a male, menstruation kits. <laughs> Mail online. Yeah, send them to the insane asylum. Send them to the insane asylum. Mail online. California retailers that refuse to have gender neutral toys for children. You're a retailer and you say, I don't want that in my store, will now be fined up to $500 under the new ultra-woke Newsom law after uproar over LGBT toys sold during Pride Week. If you don't want to sell something, you are now required to sell it. They tried this with the pharmacy. Remember, they tried that a couple years ago. You must sell these anti-abortion drugs. And pharmacists said, I don't want to sell them. They are mandating capitalism, which is no longer capitalism. Did you say Newsom? Newsom. Newsom's the governor. He signed the law. Zero hedge. South Carolina treasurer removes Disney from portfolio due to far left activism. Remember last week I said that Disney said your money is not as important as our agenda. They're finding out what that means now. The state treasurer's portfolio contains about $105 million of Disney debt that will mature and not be replaced. Loftus will be heavily scrutinizing the equality side of the portfolio in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, earlier this year, Governor DeSantis prohibited state officials from investing public money in ESG funds. Other state governors followed suit, yanking billions of public money from ESG funds. That's what happens. You want to make that your priority? Then you are not our priority. From other news, Zero Hedge. This is a long article, but I think you'll like it. It's uh, There's some speculation in here, but for the most part, I think you'll be pleased with the reading of this article. Okay, the why is now obvious. The release of more video and cell phone tapes from January 6th by Speaker Johnson shows further evidence of a setup by the feds that their so-called insurrection was staged. All sides will acknowledge the fact that Speaker Pelosi refused to have extra security on January 6th. Everybody knows that now. It's not even debated. However, why wouldn't Pelosi want to be sure that democracy was secure so that Pence could certify the Electoral College vote? Making sure that the Capitol was safe and sound would mean that Biden's presidency would be assured. After all, the election of 2020 was the most secure in American history. So why wouldn't you want that obvious fact certified and rubber stamped by Congress? The only obvious answer to why Pelosi wanted to guarantee a riotous breach of the Capitol was what she knew would be the actual results of the Electoral College. The vote, if process were allowed to run its course. Senators Cruz and Hawley, among others, had previously made noise about challenging election results in several swing states. 
And despite what many have debated, there was tangible potential for Pence to delay the certification for a couple of weeks to look into the evidence of significant vote tampering and fraud. How do we know that Pence had the authority to stop the certification? Well, because the ability for the position of vice president to do just that was changed by a vote of Congress relatively recently after the events of January 6. Why would you change something that did not need to be changed? So at the time, Pelosi knew that a halt in the proceedings would lead to an investigation. And an investigation would lead to those questions being covered, albeit reluctantly, by the entire MSM. What actually transpired over the additional three days of counting in the 2020 election would be exposed, and the narrative of the most secure election in American history would crumble in front of their eyes and everybody in this country and across the globe. To this day, then, as the new speaker takes a serious look at the events of January 6, and as America and the world itself can see exposed in the recently released video evidence, we must address what happened that particular day, specifically the reason that the crowds of tens of thousands had gathered. The Patriots in Washington, D.C. showed up to highlight one very important message, stop the steal. Pelosi's action, as well as inaction, diverted attention from that message. She refocused her sights on the word insurrection in order to keep President Trump from returning to the White House as a result of the true state's election totals of 2020. And the left continues nonstop that charade in order to keep Trump from the White House in 2024. With each passing day, it is becoming increasingly apparent that the two biggest blemishes recently on America as a great and free nation are the stolen presidential election of 2020 and the subsequent incarceration of those patriots who exercise their First Amendment right to free speech to contest it. The election tampering advanced the left's directive of fundamental transformation of the country, which included imprisonment without bail or trial of those whom the tyrannical admin disagreed. So what next? Unless the country itself can see that the narrative presented by the left regarding January 6, 2021 was a smokescreen for the real insurrection of November 3rd, 2020, America will need to brace itself for a repeat performance of that nefarious action on November 5th, 2024. Zero Hedge. White House delays implementing ban on menthol cigarettes until at least 2024, which means black votes. That's right, because they are the ones, by far, they smoke the menthol cigarettes. And the government doesn't want them to do that. They want them to, no kidding, they want them to get off menthol cigarettes so that they will smoke more crack. We know that because they're providing crack pipes free all over the country, okay? This is their goal, is to completely degrade, subjugate, and imprison an entire race of people in this country. If you don't believe that, come down to the projects with me on any Saturday of the year. We got several people in here that go every single Saturday of our lives. We are there to free them from the prison they are in. We've had minimal success, but some people have been freed. I know a family, four generations, great-grandmother, 56 years old, great-grandmother, four generations living in her government-subsidized housing at 54, and her daughter at 36 got their first job ever because we were down there helping them. It took 10 years for them to get liberated. And you think that there's a problem? There is a problem. 
Okay. Air Force Times. Air Force again dangles $600,000 in bonuses to keep pilots in uniform. $600,000 because they cannot keep pilots. $600,000. Almost three quarters of a million dollars just to keep the pilots they have. Breitbart. Gore. Global mental health crisis due to young people worried about climate change. (laughs) Gateway Pundit. As threat of an... uh, What is the common denominator between the last article and the next two? Gateway Pundit. As threat of invasion from Venezuela escalates, the U.S. runs military drills with allied Guyanese armed forces. So we have Al Gore worried about climate change is causing young people to worry. We've got... uh, the U.S. Armed Forces helping Guyana. And the third one, K-O-I-N, fentanyl emergency declaration will need to be approved. But the governor, this is out in Oregon. They have an emergency. They have to approve this. But the governor said there is a ban. It could do more than just force drug users indoors. It could lead to addiction help. What is the common denominator between those three articles? The left creates a problem and then steps in to fix it, costing millions more dollars to do it. And in the case of Guyana, many, many American lives will be lost if we go in to defend Guyana because our White House guy, not our president, our White House guy, recently, which I brought up just a month or two ago, lifted sanctions on who? Venezuela. And as soon as he did, Venezuela says, that is our territory and we're going to go in and take it. And so here's how we're going to fix it. We're going to send the U.S. military down there. The left has an agenda and people need to pay attention to what they're doing again and again and again. Al Gore, we have a climate crisis. Now we have a mental crisis out of the climate crisis that doesn't exist. Let's fix it. Mail online. Want to beat the stock market? Just copy Congress. You want to be rich? Here we go. Find out what they're doing, and you can do that. Find out what they're doing, and you will become rich. Politicians' trades perform twice. Not half, not three quarters, not one, but twice as well. Twice as well as market average, and Nancy Pelosi's portfolio has grown by 50% in 2023. At the beginning of the year, she was worth like $300 million. It's gone up 50% in 2023 alone. A tool which mimics the trading activity of Congress members has gained 21% in the past year, performing twice as well as the stock market average. A separate tracker which follows trades by Nancy Pelosi reveals her investments have increased by 50% in the past 12 months. In some instances, members of Congress have bought into companies just days before their prices have boomed, earning them tens of thousands of dollars. So if you want to be rich, just do what they're doing and you will be rich. When you see them sell, bail. Who said it? When you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. One of my favorite speakers, Thomas Sowell. He's marvelous. Oh, the left hates him. It's not right to hate a black guy, but they hate him. 
Oh, they hate the guy in the Supreme Court, too. Clarence Thomas, man, they are all over that guy. Okay, I got a Lesterick here for you. I want to see if you can figure out what he is writing about. I bet you can't. When it comes to the wild, pray tell, P-R-E-Y, pray tell, AI chips make sure things go real well. If you don't want a mouse coming into your house, they'll prevent them from causing a smell. Okay, I got an irony here for you, but, um, oh, you know, before I do, I'd like to tell you that uh, things are okay in the world. I know it's depressing. I know that it's uh, uh, difficult hearing some of the things on this report. We've got people that come here and only during the sermon because they, they just can't listen to it. It just causes them mentally to break down. And I understand that. It causes me all week to mentally break down. I have to listen to this stuff and it just bothers me. But next Monday, we are going to be celebrating a celebration. Okay, now a lot of people are going to start posting on the comment section of this video. Ah, wait until you hear next week's sermon. Okay, until then, just understand that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, united with human flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the incarnation. He did that for you. Last week we sang that song about the Lord God creating a tree that he knew he would be crucified on. I can't get those words out of my head. You think about it from that perspective. He grew that tree knowing that he would go and die on that tree. Listen, this is a great God we serve because he didn't just die on that tree. He came out of the grave on the third day according to scripture. So be encouraged by that. All these people with all their wickedness out there, they're all going to be swept away. Okay? They're all going to be swept away. Or they're going to find Jesus and they're going to find true life. Don't let the world bother you. Okay? A couple iron. Ah, I got three ironies. Wow. That's unheard of. Okay. Fox News. Indiana man found with handgun hidden in his after being taken into custody. My thought is watch that thing doesn't backfire. Mail online. 12 Russian elite Marines blow themselves up while cooking on an open fire next to live ammunition. Oh, we just had a Russian walk in. Everybody back up. Get away from that guy. Okay, bonus, bonus. Now, everybody has heard this, everybody on the planet, but if you haven't heard this, just in case, you're going to get that great feeling of satisfaction. Turkish lawmaker suffers heart attack Immediately, not later, right there, after declaring Israel will not be able to escape the wrath of God. He finished his little speech against Israel and keeled over. He died two days ago. Go God. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.